Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Game six of the World Series later on tonight down in Houston. As the Strohs have won three in a row, they now lead the series three games to two. And let's welcome aboard Todd Zeal right now, former major leaguer, longtime major leaguer, SNY baseball analyst right now. Does a great job pre and post game. You see him on BNNY locally in New York as well. Hey, Todd, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. How you doing, bud? Todd, what's up? What's happening, guys? How are you, Taz? How are you, Moose? How are you? Uh, hanging in there, Todd. Hanging in there. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, when you look at this World Series tonight in this game, you know, I guess you know from a, a Nats fan perspective and from a Nat perspective. You know, with uh, with Strasburg on the mound, you know, do you do you remain hopeful or do you think the bow is broken? Um, you know what? I, Houston's got some great momentum. They're a great team, and uh, to see what they've done the last three to- last three games um, is not shocking. It's a little surprising, uh, but I think Strasburg's the right guy for the Nats. Actually, I think I'd actually rather have Strasburg on the mound than anybody else in that rotation. He's been a bulldog. He's been a horse all year. He did a great job holding them down, even when he got in trouble um, last time around in Houston. He already threw a good game in Houston. And, you know, Verlander's trying to get that monkey off his back. So uh, certainly he's going to be, uh, you know, determined. But at the same time, I think there's a little bit of uh, an opening for the Nats tonight if uh, if they can get another great performance out of Strasburg. Hey, Todd, speak on it from, a, like, a player perspective or even a coach perspective. I mean, for the Nationals, right? I mean – you got to assume, right? Massive lacking in confidence right now uh, because, you know, you lose three at home in a row, you know, uh, while you're home. Uh, if you come in winning two on the road in Houston, you know, how, you know, if you, who do you rely on here to pick these guys up? Is it is it the veteran guys in the locker room? Is it the coaching staff? Um, how to keep everybody up right now? As we know, right, baseball is such a game of, you know, mental. It's a mental game. So if you're down, you know, you got to pick each other up. I mean, tough, tough task, right? Ambitious task right now. No for the Nets. It is. I agree with you. And the fact is that, you know, when they were playing, coming into this World Series, having rested, they were loose because they had nothing to lose. They were the underdog by 12 to 1 uh, margin. And when you're that guy, you go out there and you can swing for the fences and take haymaker uh, blows all the time. And then all of a sudden you win one and then you win another one. And you're like, oh, now there's some expectation on us. And you begin to play a little bit differently at times. And it's a very subtle difference. But that uh, the difference between playing with nothing to lose and playing now with expectation um, can sometimes change the way you approach the ballgame. So I think what you saw was a Houston team that even when they were down one and down two, they thought, hey, we're still the better club. We can come out and win one. And you still see they play with confidence. They're laughing on the bench. They have fun in the field. They celebrate when they do things well. So it's a tough task to try to beat a team like that. Um, But having said that, now they're going away from their hometown fans, which I'm sure they thought, oh, we're going to go home and try to win it 
in front of our hometown fans. Mm. Now they're going away. That actually may take a little pressure off them at this point, believe it or not. You've got back to that point where now you're kind of back against the wall, nothing to lose again. Nobody expects you to win um, anymore. And you can sometimes come out with that more aggressive throwing haymakers uh, type of approach. Yeah, it's interesting. So you actually, Todd, you think getting away from Washington, you think, you know, actually helps Washington a little bit tonight? I think it could tonight. I think they went there thinking, okay, we're in a great spot now. Let's go out and win. And they played a little bit more tight than they had, I feel like, in when they were on the road in Houston feeling like they had nothing to lose. And that just that a uh, little bit of a breath, get a day off, kind of regroup. You know you've already won two games in their ballpark. You know how you can shut those fans up. You know how you can kind of play with that adrenaline. And I think it may take a little bit of the edge off of them. But, look, this Houston team is a good team. It's a, there's a reason that they were favored 12-1. to 1. And I think to your point, Taz, I think the guys that got to step up right now are guys like Rendon, who's a quiet guy. He's not a rah-rah kind of cheerleading guy. But right. he leads with what he does in the field. But a guy like Scherzer – Huge miss for them not being able to have him uh, in game five. Uh, but he's a bulldog. He is a guy that is a leader on that club. He is vocal in the clubhouse. And he's a guy that I think will probably try to rally these troops either yesterday in the off day or today before this game six and say, hey, guys, we're here. We've got nothing to lose. Let's go get this to game seven, and I'll take the ball and bring it home. Yeah, and I think that's the message. And, and Todd, the one thing is, is that the- – they might not need they, they might not need a lot of offense tonight for Strasburg because you know, I, he, he's an absolute gamer. He's got an under two ERA in the postseason. He's changed the way he's pitched with the dip in velocity. You know he's throwing a lot of the breaking pitches and the curveballs and everything like that. I mean, you look at the way Strasburg he is a guy he's got an absolute bulldog mentality when he's on the mound. He does, and I, I've been I've been really impressed. I mean, we got to see him so many times this season, and. Um, you know, he seems to have a little bit of vulnerability early in the game, and then if he settles in, man, look out. Because, as you said, once he gets dialed in and comfortable with the curveball and that changeup, that changeup, his last outing, was just off the charts because it starts in the zone three-quarters of the way there at about 88 miles an hour and then just drops like DeGrom's does when he's having an effective changeup. And that's a really tough pitch, especially when – he can throw it in hitter's count all day long. There's no such thing as a hitter's count. There's no advantageous count when you're facing uh, Steven Strasburg because he can throw all the four of his pitches at any time, anywhere. Hey, listen to Taz and Roos right now. Our special guest is Todd Zeal, SNY MLB analyst, former MLB veteran. Hey, Todd, so uh, as we know, uh, the last time we've seen these two, these two teams battle and the Astros win the game 7-1, you know, the Nats bats were quiet at four hits on a day. I mean, uh, you think they think now once we're in Houston tonight, these bats wake up for the Nationals? Good question. I mean, it's been it's been one of those kind of feast or famine series anyway. You know, a couple of big hits, a home run. You know, the balls tonight. Uh, the game that they the Nats ended up. You know, if you just open up the box score the next day, you're like, oh, eight to one. This is a blowout. But or, or two. Uh, the reality is that was a tight ball game, and then the ball goes just out of Bergman's, re- uh, Bregman's reach, and the ball it doesn't get caught by Korea. And then all of a sudden, you know, little things open up. And they needed those kind of breaks, I think, to be able to beat this Astros team. They've got, it seems like right now the Nats are in a position where they've got to do almost everything right 
and uh, and still rely on some Houston miscues or a little bit of lack of offense or hitting balls at guys for them to win. So it's a tough spot to be in because they're facing such a good team over there on the other side of the diamond. But to your point, I mean, you've got to get Turner on base. I mean, he's the key to that offense really going because he's disruptive on the base paths. And if he gets on, it really sets up that lineup to get yourself in a position to get Rendon and Soto in a position to drive guys in. So um, if they can keep the top of that lineup quiet, I think Houston's got a really good chance to shut their offense down. Todd, do you think we're going to get a game seven on Wednesday night? I still feel like Strasburg may rise to the occasion and, and pitch a gem tonight. You know, he went just 120 pitches deep the other night. Um, Look, I think he's he's going to put it all on the line right now, and I think he's the right guy. So I think if he, if you can get that performance out of him, I think they can send it to a game seven. Todd, you know, a couple more before I let you go. Number one is the umpiring in this series has drawn the ire of both teams, right? How frustrating is it when you're watching a game, and obviously you play the game and play the game really, really well for a long, long time. The inconsistency of the strike zone as that goes along, and how does baseball, how do you think baseball kind of rectifies this here moving forward? That's a great question because the reality is there's umpires, and especially during uh, the days that I played, you knew that there were some um, some umpires with a smaller zone and some with a larger zone. You knew usually from the first pitch of the game what you were going to get, and all you really could ask for as a player is consistency. If you're going to have the big zone, call it both ways. Don't call one a ball and then the next pitch call it a strike because now you take the bat out of the, the hitter's hand and the same for the pitchers, right? So when you have both sides complaining and when you have pitchers and hitters complaining, then you know there's a lack of consistency. And that, I think, is the one thing that has gotten better. They've gotten better at that because of the more scrutiny over the years. But as you said, maybe on the big stage, maybe trying to be too perfect, these guys have not been as good as they uh, could be and have been during the season. And, look, I don't like personally the idea of – the robot umpire, but when you have games that are affected by an inconsistent strike zone or, or guys not being able to rely on um, a specific zone in and during a game, then it's something that you have to really take a look at because, you, you know, you don't want a human mistake, if you will, to affect the outcome of the game. And you're starting because of every replay and every, um, you know, strat, uh, stat box that you can see every pitch, every at-bat, it start, the scrutiny is high, and they may have to go to that way. I still like the human element because I think it adds a flavor to the game that you that you need in baseball. It's a part of the lore, but, man, you, you need to have that consistency uh, to really be able to kind of control a game and not have it affect the outcome of the game. You know, Todd, final one. Got to ask you about the Mets manager, right? Taz is a huge Met fan. Our producer, Mike, is a huge Met fan. Our board up, Pete, is a huge Met fan. Bogus, who does updates, huge Met fan. Everyone wants to know who's going to manage this Met team here. You know, everyone went to Girardi for the most part. He's now a member of the Phillies and going to be managing yeah. that team moving forward. We know the names that have been bandied about here, Todd. Who do you think ends up getting this job and managing this Met team? That's a good question because it seems to be um... – you know, going in trends, and I, I don't know much really more than anybody else knows, and, um, you know, they've done a really good job of keeping uh, the lid on what they're really feeling. Obviously, I think they took a crack at Joe early. Joe wanted to make a decision quickly. I think Philly was really aggressive with him, and I think 
the Mets have said, hey, we're going to wait and see on this. But um, it feels like Bogar's rising to the top from everything that I'm I'm hearing. He's a guy that obviously has, you know, um, some Mets in his blood. He's been um, on some quality staffs. He's done a great job um, as, a, as an assistant coach. And he's one of those guys that I think could be a good fit in uh, New he was a guy that is a team first guy. And I think that is, and what I mean by that is as a player, he did everything he could to get himself on the field to help the team win, whether it was laying down a bump, whether it was making a great play, whether it was playing different positions, getting pitch running assignments. He was not one of those guys that was penciled in the lineup every night. So I think he kind of understands what it takes for a team to scrap together and win. And I think maybe for that reason, the Mets might be looking a little harder at this guy because that's the kind of team they've compiled. That's the kind of attitude they're trying to take forward. And, um, you know, he might be a good fit with that clubhouse that they've compiled so far. Todd Zeal does a great job. Check him out. SNY MLB analyst, pregame, postgame for the Mets. Mm. BNNY also a longtime MLB player as well. Hey, Todd, we certainly appreciate the time this morning. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Todd, thanks, man. Anytime, Moose. Thanks, Todd. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 